folks, you know you're in for a treat when you hear that sound because it's time for another week of the Rec Poker Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Reed, uh, Bluffsterini in the home games, but you can learn more about me and the rest of the Wrecking Crew by going to rec.poker slash crew because it takes a village, it takes a, a group, it takes a team to do the kind of things that we love to do here at Rec Poker. Um, so Wrecking Crew members, why don't you introduce yourself as well and then we'll get on with the show a little. Uh, Mark Prashan, website Mark on rec.poker and website AMP in the home game. And I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Rabman50 just about everywhere. And every week, uh, we have a different kind of group here in the chat um, as we interview folks from around the poker world. Um, every week, I have to thank our sponsors, Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino, and our very own website amp, this guy over here, website Mark Prashan, <laughs> who's a huge part of what we do over here at Rec Poker. Um, so thank you to those wonderful folks. And I also want to thank uh, James Cree. And Joseph Foss, who have recently become premium members at Rec Poker. Um, we've exchanged a couple notes in the forums or over email, seen a couple uh, uh, new folks in the strategy conversations that we have virtually every day here at Rec.Poker. And so James Cree and Joseph Foss, thanks for joining. Thanks for your support. And I can't wait to get to know you a little better. Um, speaking of getting to know people a little better, um, our guest this week is no stranger to the show. Um, Robbie Straczynski, who has been a big part of the poker world for a long time. He's the founder of CardPlayerLifestyle.com. But that is just the tip of the iceberg. Robbie, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Good to see you again, Jim. It's uh, nice to join the show. I know I've seen Rob before when I've been on before. And uh, Mark, nice to, to meet you. We've been uh, talking a little bit offline or online in a different uh, venue. So great to see all three of you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Mark's becoming a bigger and a bigger part of the poker world, I think, certainly when it comes to websites, and uh, he's our technical guru, um, and I think you'll be you'll see Mark Prashan collaborating with lots of poker professionals in the years to come, so I'm excited to have him on the team here. Um, so, Robbie, we, we talk every once in a while. You're so involved in so many different things in the poker world. Um, CardPlayerLifestyle.com is a great blog. It's full of links to other great podcasts too, not just ours. Um, great strategy articles, uh, deals for that sort of things, all sorts of great resources you can find there as well. Um, for those that might not know you so well, uh, how did that kind of start? And then, and then we'll get into some of your more recent exploits. Um, afterwards um, well you know like like uh, all you guys and i imagine everyone watching listening i just love poker i uh, started out as a fan and just uh, you know a home game player i started when i was eight years old my dad taught me the game loved it you know so it's always been a, a lifelong love of mine uh way back in the day uh you know late 2009 my buddy's like hey you know how to write hey uh you know how you know you know what's going on in the poker world let's start a site because he knew all the whole stuff about, you know, running a site. Um, so I was like, okay, uh, that's, that's basically how the whole card player lifestyle journey began. It very much was uh, just sort of a blog. I didn't know who I was writing for. Um, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I learned a lot from my buddy, Avi, shout out to him, uh, who helped me found the site, learned who I was writing for, basically people like me. Um, and slow, you know, slowly but surely saw the traffic going up. And this was always like a, a nights and weekends kind of like side gig, uh, you know, just something I enjoyed doing. Fast forward a little bit more and, you know, the traffic increased and, you know, the amount of content I was generating and putting out there increased. And I was like, okay, you know, this is a March. Actually, it'll be five years. Uh, wow. I went, you know, all in self-employed. 
Uh, so March 2017, uh, that was a very big day. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, like, let's go all in. And ever since then, it's uh, very much been a full-time pursuit. Um, and, you know, that's, that's my site. Like you said, it does a whole bunch of stuff, interviews, op-eds, strategy, all that kind of stuff. Um, and thankfully, uh, you know, just over time, that, that side hustle uh, kind of became the main thing. I love waking up every morning when I want to, going to sleep when I want to. Um, and uh, thankful, grateful to, to make a living uh, mm. doing this. Uh, and it's just a great feeling. Yeah, uh, certainly anytime you can sort of turn a side hustle into something that's uh, putting food on the table, you know, you're in the you're in the elite company, um, you're, you're kind of winning at life there. So that's that's a dream for a lot of our recreational poker player uh, listeners as well, I think. Um, and card player lifestyle, I mean, that's really you just hit the nail on the head there, right? I mean, that is kind of amateur recreational players who love the game and um and who who have to kind of make it fit in a, a rich full life of, of of other things you know um so one thing that you've sort of start, kept championing since championing since then is these fun games home games uh mixed games i know is a big area of yours in fact let's talk about that a little bit i know you had the uh, mixed games festival in uh, in vegas over wsop this year how'd that go and um do you plan on doing something like that again Yes, as many times as I possibly can. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the kind of thing, you know, I, I always, I wondered every time I go to a poker room, you know, we don't have poker rooms. I'm in Israel. We don't have casinos here. So like for me to go and visit a poker room, I was like, oh my God, it's a drive of an hour and a half. What I, what I would give for that. Uh, for me, it's got to get on a plane to right. go and visit a poker room. Um, and so it's, you know, I always wondered every time I go to a poker room, well, where are all the mixed games being played? And it's like, oh, yeah, there's a, a 4080 or a 160, 320 game go, or like these super, you know, nosebleed game. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm playing with my buddies, like really low stakes, like, you know, 25 cent, 50 cent in my home game. Where's all that? So I get it. You know, it's not so simple to always um, have that running from a poker room's perspective sure. as far as you know generating revenue and stuff but uh especially compared to how many hands you get in with no limit hold'em that's the most popular game i totally get it. that said you know there is a niche there is a, a a need out there and i would i believe you know it's the kind of thing like if it was there if you build it people will come and i, I do think it's kind of like a long-term vision and hope and was like man i wish it was there it's like well if it's not let's build it yourself so that, that was sort of the idea to, to try and start this idea of a mixed game festival. Uh, grateful to have pulled it off uh, in October this uh, past year at Westgate in Las Vegas. Uh, it was uh, about a year and a half after it was supposed to have been pulled off. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you guys know why. Um, but uh, thankfully, we got, you know, Poker Stars got in there and like, yeah, we like the idea. Let's give you a platinum pass to give away. Oh, my um, God. I, you know, that's like a $30,000 prize package for one of their <laughs> tournaments. I totally lucked out, you know, from like a marketing perspective, who wins the big tournament? Greg Raymer, right. know, 2004 WSOP main event champion. He was, you know, he was the guy, you know, so I can always say, whoever, you know, the first mixed game festival we had, uh, Card for Lifestyle, we got Greg Raymer, but, you know, we had, you know, 120 people, 124 people in the big tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, four days of just dealer's choice cash games. You know, we had the Doogie, Badesi, Stud Eight or Better, uh, Archie, Drama, Holland, you name it, we played it. And for low stakes, 4 8, 
the entire time. We had a table going, you know, 19 hours one day, 16 hours the next day, three tables going for 12 hours, uh, you know, playing 4-8 mix. You don't really see that anymore. Maybe way back in the poker boom day of 2006, but not anymore. And, and I do believe and I hope that that is kind of like the first uh, of many that I get to mm. do. You know, if I lived in the States, it'd be easier, but uh, you know, at least once, hopefully twice, maybe more a year. Doesn't always have to be in Las Vegas, you know, wherever, um, you know, whatever locale region wants one. And now I can say, hey, you know, we produced a lot of content, like a daily recap. We had a whole bunch of social media going. Mm -hmm. uh, and our, our mutual friend, Chad McVean, uh, you know, was right. So he was there, uh, you know, put, pushing it. So and, and everyone just really had a good time. Uh, so that was great. Uh, and, and I can say, hey, this is what we're capable of doing, mm -hmm. you know, Mr. So-and-so poker room manager in Ohio. Would you like this? So, you know, hopefully um, it's just the first of, of much more good mixed game festival stuff to come. Um, and, and yeah, at the end of the day, I just sort of feel, why did I do it during the World Series? Or in general, it's like not everyone's got 1500 bucks to play in a bracelet event. Right. Or, mm -hmm. or playing the Colossus, but you don't want to, you know, go against 20,000 people. Let's just sit down for one hundred, two hundred dollars and have a great time for a few hours. And you know, we had free pizza twice a day. So that was really nice. <laughs> we, had yeah. book, we had book signings. We had some bracelet winners and legends come and join us. So tried to create a real festive atmosphere. And uh, again, the feedback was super positive and, and hopefully next time will be even better. Yeah, and I think you did, you totally did nail that festival, um, festive atmosphere. I think it was something that people really enjoyed sort of uh, dropping in for. And Chad was having the time of his life down there. Oh, my God. I, I missed it by a day. My days didn't line up. I, 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 uh, that's something I really regret, not getting a chance to meet up with you and Chad um, and getting a taste of that when I was down there. But I'd say it was a huge hit. And, um, and yeah, uh, kudos to PokerStars for kicking in that uh, great prize. And, of course... Uh, I know Chad wanted to win that one, but he found his way to a platinum pass somehow otherwise. So right? life, yeah, life just called, worked out. That's called run good. You know, just good <laughs> things happening to good people. Though, so <laughs> yeah, that's right. You said it. Uh, well, Rob and Mark, or if any of the members have any questions or anything, feel free to jump in or type in uh, some chats here. I've got a couple others I want to get into. Um, but so mixed games is something we're going to be doing a lot more at Rec Poker uh, in 2022. We've talked about maybe starting like a monthly um, demo, getting more demonstrations about the different mixed games. We've got our monthly player of the year race uh, with mixed games. And we play practice mixed games every Saturday night. What What's drawn you to mixed games and, and why do you, why do you find, what do you enjoy about it? And what makes it good for poker? Oldham is boring. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't sure. mean it's not enjoyable. Yeah. It's enjoyable, but to a degree. And I just, I don't know. I, I like a little bit of salt and pepper on my salad, you know, just like, you know, so again, like all, all poker is great. You put me at a poker table, I'll have a good time. But generally speaking, I'll tell you about my home game. You know, I always say it's like one of the, you know, Wild West kind of home games. It's every hand is a new game. Most folks, they play a full orbit, you know, eight ah. hands or something like that. We, every hand is a new game. And quite frankly, that just keeps us in our toes. You know, make, you, you better be concentrating. You could be, you know, have a great hand, but you're playing the wrong game. You're not going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it's just, you know, honestly, it just, it keeps the brain active. And 
you know, quite frankly, just again, you know, the, the ambiance, at least the, the stakes that I play for, low stakes, you know, when you're playing a home game, you're playing with your buddies for fun. Sure, it's nice to win. We're all playing to try and win. But at the end of the day, just why I enjoy playing so much is the social atmosphere. And mm-hmm. you go to any poker room where you do happen to find a low stakes mix game going, you're going to hear a lot of clicking of chips and, you know, a lot of stairs and stuff at the other tables. And then you can have a table of folks just having the time of their life uh, loud, you know, usually, you know, libations are involved, uh, you know, <laughs> a good, a good yeah. spirit or two. Um, and, and they can go for hours. So I just, I, I love the, I don't know, the, there's just a lot of excitement surrounding the Knicks game. And quite frankly, also, you know, poker is not just Hold'em. You know, you can have mm-hmm. phenomenal no, hold, no limit Hold'em players and, and that sort of a thing. But there are, you know, you look at the dealer's choice that Adam Friedman won three years in a row, 20 game mix, and you just have to know how to play all these games. And to me, that's the true measure uh, of a uh, great poker players, the ability to adapt um, and not just play against your opponents, but know all of the games and adjust accordingly. Maybe, you know, this guy's great at seven card stud. Okay, here I'll be tight. He's not so great as PLO8. So that's where I'll be aggressive and, and that sort of a thing. So I don't know. I just, I just, I love it. I can't, I can't explain better than that, but I just kind of wish more people did. And I am kind of like making it my life's mission to ensure as many people as possible get exposed to these games. <laughs> oh, that's great, Robbie. Yeah. I do hear a lot when people talk about it, just it being a more fun atmosphere at the table. Um, and I do think you're onto something there as well about it being sort of like a better test of a man's metal, you know, playing against each other. Yes. Oh, yes, of course. Sorry. Sure. Uh, but yeah, like uh, as a competitor, you know, one of the things that makes us good at poker is adapting to different uh, circumstances and different, uh, uh, you know, not having a rigid strategy that goes in. Um, so, yeah, kudos. Good for you. Uh, Mark, I see you unmuted there. What uh, do you have a question? here? Uh, yeah. With regard to mixed games, I wanted to get your thoughts, Robbie. I actually just this week learned that down in Austin, Texas, they're tinkering with uh, dealing out PLO double board bomb pots as a variant. So it's not a every, you know, once in orbit or once an hour. Um, that's, that's the first I've heard of it actually being dealt as a game. I wonder what you would think of that. I'm very, very heavily bankrolled. That's what, that's what I would suggest to such a game. <laughs> um, PLO is, is just known, a regular PLO, right? Pot Live in Omaha is just known as a game with lots of variants. And that's quite frankly why it's the second most popular poker game. A lot of folks are switching out of Hold'em and, you know, it's relatively easy. It's also a flop game. You just get two more cards, twice the action, that sort of a thing. And there's just a lot of swinginess. And you could have the, your opponent completely dominated, but there's still 40% to win the hand. You put a bomb pot in there where there's extra money in the pot to begin with, a second board, and, you know, just pile it in and see what happens. It's kind of like scratches that gambling itch a lot of people have. I kind of stay away. This is my Achilles heel and all those kind of big bet variance games. I'm a little nervous because, you know, you win one great pot and you're set for the rest of the session. But, you know, you can you got to be really careful. So um, I would say uh, caveat emptor approach with caution, but have fun. <laughs> and, good and for, advice. Good advice. <laughs> uh, for some of our listeners that might not know what it means when it's a bomb pot, can you just explain mm-hmm. how that changes the action or uh, how that impacts the hand? Sure. Basically, um, you know, before the hand begins, everyone agrees to place a set amount of money into the middle of the pot. So if it's a, 
I don't know, $25 bomb pot, you got eight players at the table. So there's $200 extra in the middle before the hand even begins, plus you've got your regular blinds. So there's that much more of a competition. Oh, there's almost added value in here. Imagine how you would play a pot if there was 200 extra dollars there to win. So it certainly uh, acts to change the action. And you know, if, if you've got a good hand, a lot of folks just say, let's go for it. It's worth my while and then try to force people out. But then you have, you know, after two people have called, you've got the fourth guy's like, well, you know, no matter what, even if my cards are crap, I've got 15% to win. Let's gamble. Right. Well, and we've talked about in the show before about how uh, once antis are introduced, those pots are just a little more worth stealing. And so you can only imagine when you get, you know, the equivalent of 100 antis in the middle before you even uh, deal any cards out that, yeah, people are going to want to see some see some action on that. Uh, Rob, yeah, what's that, up with that, you? That's a crazy yeah. thing what you're saying there about an entire orbit's worth of like usually like you get like once per orbit or once per dealer change just to kind of mix things up a little bit. Uh, a PLO double board bomb pot, full orbit of it, you know, really <laughs> come well healed and get people to invest in you who just, you know, don't like money very much. I don't know. But look, <laughs> yeah, but, I, I but heard they're trying it. I don't know if it'll stick, end. but yeah. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. All right, Rob, you unmuted there. Do you have a question? Oh, I was just going to make a comment, I guess. Uh, a lot of people that play Hold'em are kind of put off by mixed games, but they don't realize that if they learn those mixed games, they're going to learn some uh, insight into their actual Hold'em games that they can bring back to their Hold'em games, uh, concepts that they don't even that don't even cross their mind while they're playing Hold'em that become very important in the mixed games. So I think that's... That's an interesting concept that a lot of people, I think, miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rob, Robbie, do you have, uh, is there one, because you obviously play all these different kinds of games. Um, are there certain ones that you feel like you've taken more lessons from than others? Uh, or are there ones that you found have sort of I- impacted your journey as a poker player more than others? Um, well, that- the, the lessons, not necessarily, because I don't necessarily try to learn from the mixed games to improve it, hold them. So sure. I can't necessarily say that, but having impacted my game, my career, absolutely, because there are, just plainly speaking, fewer folks who do like the mixed games. So it's almost like it's a little sub-niche within the poker community, kind of like almost guaranteed to, to get along with them a little bit more and develop mm. those relationships further. Uh, you've got folks like, you know, I'll just, you know, name drop a little bit. you got like Nathan Gamble. Uh, you've got uh, Benny Glazer, Elio Ezra, uh, you know, even Linda Johnson, first lady of poker, you know, some folks who clearly have played all the different games and to be able to speak with them about not just hold them, but also those right. games and hear their stories. And, you know, there's so much more that they can share with you, both from a, you know, they experienced those hands and just to listen to a cool story, uh, you know, perspective, as well as to learn from them how to improve. Um, I found that, it, you know, I don't know if it opens doors necessarily, but you're almost kind of part of this extra small little special, you know, community with, within the poker community. So uh, it has impacted me in that way. And uh, on a, a little bit more of a personal level, the group of folks with whom I play in my home games as well, which includes my dad's and some very good friends of mine, 
we, we realize it's difficult to just get someone else new to come to the game. So it really is the same people each and every week. Mm. I've been playing with them for years and it's just something we really bond around. Uh, you know, again, a lot of folks say that about their no limit holding games that they have each week, but that thing that we have in common, we can talk about all that crazy, you know, Archie hand that we played. Oh, that horrible Archie. You're only just a few special people. So, um, just, you know, a little bit of a long-winded answer, but just, again, just, uh, I hope you hear it. I hope you, you see it. I, I really am genuinely uh, in love with all the mixed stuff. Oh, that's great. I could hear, I could just see in your face while you're talking about it too, that that's true. And, you know, I, I, when we have a little more time, I'll get uh, the story about one of those hands too, I think. Um, <laughs> so, but you're also very involved in, um, in sort of poker media, uh, other podcasts, and uh, I don't want to, I don't want to steer the conversation in any one direction or another, but um, what, what have you been working on recently? And who, who, what other organizations are you participating with and, and uh, how exciting is that? Well, yeah. So, um, you know, we've just, uh, we're about to record episode number 72 uh, for Cards Chat for their podcast. Started working with them, uh, I guess it's over a year ago, right? A year and a half, something like that uh, ago. Um, and it was really cool. You know, I, I, look, I, I, you can kind of hear them up. I think I'm, I'm pretty natural in front of a camera, in front of a microphone. Uh, my wife loves reminding me how much I love talking. <laughs> And the sound of my own voice. Uh, and I love her very much. Um, <laughs> I do. But it's just uh, a fun thing. I kind of got into this idea of, like, oh, cool, podcasting. What I And I, I just love doing it. I love networking with people, especially when you're sitting out here in Israel. It's an excuse each and every week to go ahead and, you know, chew the fat with other folks in the poker community, such as yourselves. Sure. It's just fun. I, you know, it's like I don't get to do this with every Tom, Dick, and, you know, Moshe here in, in the streets in Israel. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so, and I, I could kind of do it myself, but I'm kind of lacking because I'm a little bit of a one-man show is all of the whole uh, infrastructure of putting the podcast on, you know, Spotify and all these sure. you know, iTunes. I don't have that sort of know-how and just, you know, making sure you have any, a guest every single week and putting the questions together and, you know, that, it, you know, anyone can just read questions off a sheet, but like, you know, making it look natural, that sort of a thing. Um, you know, that, that takes enough of my time. So when they reached out to me saying, well, we've got all that other backend stuff, your responsibility would be find the guest, you know, make sure you book the interviews and send it to us and we'll take care of the rest. Yeah, it was, it was a great, uh, you know, a great win-win for them, I think, I hope. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, uh, and I enjoy it. So that's really, really fun. Well, you're the, you're um, the talent now, Robbie. That's official. <laughs> They're bringing you in, bringing the ringer. Come and uh, get, you got to keep the talent happy around here. I'm uh, talent adjacent. I think that's better. You know, at the end, it was funny. It actually, it's funny you mentioned it because at the end, uh, on the cards chat forums, you know, we kind of interact once in a while with the, you know, the the, the podcast is for the 300,000 members of the cards chat uh, community and, and the yes. forums there. So there's like a dedicated thread there. And every once in a while, I kind of check in and people talk with me and they're like, oh, you should be the guest for like episode 100. I'm like, well, but who would I talk to? And they're like, oh, you host yourself. You ask yourself the question. Well, I don't know. It's not, it's not really, I, again, I enjoy it, but it's kind of like we want to try to highlight the, the guest each week and learn their story. Uh, and it's not just, you know, the super duper, you know, win 17 bracelets, you know, fill out. It's lots of other folks as well who are perhaps lesser known, but just have really cool, interesting stories we want to bring to the limelight. So um, I definitely enjoy that. Um, the other one that I host is kind of like a, 
a project uh, of mine together with uh, my, my good friend, Des Duffy, Lee Wiltshire. It's called The Orbit. Um, we kind of took this, um, uh, what's that ESPN show called, where you have like a round table kind of thing uh, around the horn? Is that, um, sure, yeah. I think that's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea being, you know, you've seen like a panel discussion. It's not like we're reinventing the wheel. This is, you know, very similar to it, uh, that sort of a thing. But getting, you know, some, you know, really high profile people across different. You've got poker media, poker industry, poker player. You want to have someone from Europe, someone from Australia, sometimes in America, like all sorts of different perspectives to try and bring their thoughts, their unique, um, you know, perspectives on different issues in the poker uh, world that are going on. Sometimes it's a hot button issue. We just uh, recorded, for example, uh, the Global Poker Index uh, Awards special because that's coming up. So Mm -hmm. that's something everyone's talking about. Let's hear what you guys all have to say from your different perspectives. Um, We did a a special for the 10th anniversary of Black Friday. Uh, You know, we'll do uh, International Women's Day kind of special and just sort of take that topic uh, talk about it for an hour, uh, you know, kind of like subdivide it into little things and have a roundtable discussion. So many of the, the overwhelming majority of the podcasts out there is you have host, guest, two hosts, a guest, that sort of a thing. And this is kind of something that, you know, again, they're in a similar way towards this rec poker show, you involve all of the people who are in on the call. Um, and there's a lot of interaction among the participants and panelists. And thankfully it's, it's been pretty well received. We just, uh, that was episode 15. Uh, I'm pretty sure we started it. So I guess it must've been uh, good, good again, also about a year and a half uh, since we started it. Um, what's kind of cool just as a additional asterisk there for both of these shows it kind of started around the pandemic time. Mm. So into, you know, just to you know, go a little bit deeper, it's kind of been a lifeline to me. It's been very sure. nice. You know, when travel isn't necessarily possible and that much more so, it's just really nice to socialize with people and still at least talk poker if you can't necessarily play it. Um, and when everyone else is kind of like sitting at home, nothing else to do. So it kind of brings some extra viewers and some extra listeners. So that's kind of nice too. No, uh, that's great. That's great. And I know, and they, they've both been really well received. People enjoy, uh, people enjoy the both. And, you know, Cards Chat's a great uh, organization. Um, and they, they, you know, they're trying to do a lot of the same stuff that we're doing here, uh, which is sort of sharing this love of poker with recreational players, um, beginners to intermediates to, to killers, you know, uh, bringing people along their poker journey. So uh, good for you. It seems like, uh, seems like a good fit. Um, uh, I enjoy it. I'll tell yeah, you. nice, nice, good. Well, that's the and you know, like we were saying before we started recording here, um, that's what you got to be doing with your life. You got to be doing stuff you enjoy, right? You got to find things that are that you're passionate about and and make it your own. And if you're lucky enough to put some food on the table, so be it. So good for you, Robbie. That's fantastic. Thank you, Jim. Now here, you, now you need to get uh, get a guest host to come in for episode 100 and interview you. Uh, so we've got a couple. If, if you're in, if you're in need, we've got a couple of guest uh, interviewers around here at Rec Poker Two that can step in and show you off to your best advantage. <laughs> so well, I was thinking maybe we'll bring my wife in; she'll interview ah, me when I'm bluffing or not. So <laughs> <laughs> now, does did she play cards as well? Is that something that you have in common? No, she, no. She just- she does not play cards. Um, I mean, she has, she understands the game enough and knows all the names and the buzzwords and that sort of thing. But 
Um, no, uh, did, did, did not really take to it. We play different sorts of card games. You know, we enjoy gin. We enjoy, you know, oh, some, yeah. uh, spades, that, that kind of stuff. But uh, poker is never something she really took to. No, you got to have that mix, right? Things you can enjoy together and then those things that you get to enjoy separately. It sounds like you've mm -hmm. got it all figured out. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'll let uh, our panel ask any more questions before we let you go. We're coming up to the end of the time that we've uh, uh, put aside for you here. Um, where where can people reach you? What's the best way for folks to, to get in touch with you, Robbie? If they're listening and they want to reach out, they want to get more involved with some of the things that you're doing, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Thanks. Uh, you know, I appreciate it again. And just want to say to all three of you guys, thank you very much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. And I hope anyone who's listened uh, or has watched uh, has enjoyed it. Uh, you want to hear more uh, of this ugly monk? <laughs> <That's what laughs> um, I kind of live on Twitter. Uh, at uh, Card Player Life, you can follow also the brand uh, Poker Life Media. Uh, that's also on Twitter. Uh, if you want to email me, I, you know, one of the things I will just say, you know, how I started it, I did kind of everything myself. And over the years, we have, you know, adding more and more contributing writers. There's a lot of folks who are looking for a platform to get into the industry. You ever want to pitch some ideas? Robbie, R-O-B-B-I-E at CardPlayerLifestyle.com. Feel free to email me anytime. And, uh, you know, perhaps I'll see you guys again uh, here on the Rep Poker Podcast someday. I will say, folks, uh, you know, you can also find this show, the timestamps, recaps, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, we do post it each and every week. Uh, so uh, thank you guys very much for that partnership. Uh, I think, again, another win-win. And like you said, do what you enjoy and find those win-wins and you just kind of enjoy life. You said it, man. Well, that's great. I'm so glad you've been a friend of the show for a long time. I'm glad you're doing so well. And we always enjoy talking to you, Ravi. So thanks again. We're going to get into our little home game report here and start talking about some community happenings. So uh, we will speak to you again soon. Thanks, sir. Sounds good. Thank you very much, guys. Run well at and away from the felt. <laughs> you said yes. it. What right. a guy. All right. So without our intrepid John Somsky here, I'm going to roll through our home game results Uh uh, starting with January 24th, some guy named Keck Geek 65 uh, won his daily uh, nightly tournament, the one and only Jacob Geeky, no surprise here. That's his second of 2022 and his 32nd overall. I'm so excited uh, Jacob was able to hit his goal of 20 in 2021. Quite a remarkable achievement. On the 25th, three-card fan, uh, Michelle Culhane uh, won her third daily. Way to go, Michelle. On the 26th, Marbles Jam, Jefferson Kupferberg uh, won his. That's his eighth lifetime. Nicely done. On the 27th, Keck Geek, no 65. Just the standard old Keck Geek, Mark Kiki, who is Jacob's dad, uh, won the daily as well. That's his 15th lifetime. So the force so is strong in that be, family. I don't think it would be right to not interrupt the person introducing <laughs> all the winners of the home game. Yes. So, yes. You beat me into yeah, it by about five seconds. <laughs> nicely nicely done. done. Nicely done. Well timed. <laughs> I just want to say that the last two times I played in the home game, Keck Geek is the person who took me out. So oh, I, really? I, I'm coming for you, Keck Geek. I yep. don't care. You <laughs> took me out. Those heads Keck up are crushers. last Sunday. Yeah, last Sunday, heads up. And then oh. I can't remember the hand this week sometime he took me out. And I just, <laughs> so I remember the name. I'm good. I'm coming for you. <laughs> coming for you. We're coming for you, Mark Kiki. We're coming for you, Keck Geek. Keep it up. 
Oh yeah, and in fact, I think uh, Mark also won a week, uh, a free month at Learn Pro Poker because he did uh, edge yeah, you out the, in that the, Sunday. Yep, yep, <laughs> that was me and him heads up. <laughs> oh, I had well, queen six, he had queen five, and the flop oh, was queen five. Oh, that <laughs> is cool dirty. Game. Cool game. That and is dirty. And we got dirty. it all in, and I looked like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we play this game, Rob? Why did we choose we this it. terrible, brutal game to just throw ourselves against time? I have time no after idea. Time? I have no idea. <laughs> well, congratulations, Mark. Way to break Rob's heart. Um, on the 28th, uh, my good buddy Dave Westerveld, Evil Roy CA, uh, came in with his uh, daily win, his 22nd lifetime. So he's really climbing the charts. Um, on the 29th, Jay Sedum, Jeff S, uh, won his daily. We've heard his name a few times. Uh, in the mixed events on the 29th, Charles Allen, longtime premium member. Congratulations, Charles. Uh, way to get that practice mix game in. Uh, we're going to see you on the second Wednesday of the month to play in our uh, player of the year mixed games race. Hopefully we can uh, get you some points there. And then in the international series on the 29th, Steve Kreps, Elvis 76, seen him around quite a bit. Uh, won his first inter- his second international event and poker cat 36, Naomi Pizzol. Uh, won her third. Congratulations, Naomi. And nice to see you, your name back here in the winner's circle. Um, finally, on the 30th, Glass Jaw 2222, Dave Shun won his uh, ninth daily series of all time. And it was the Learn Pro Poker Sunday event. So, just like every other player who wins on Sunday night, uh, it is a tournament that's sponsored by Learn Pro Poker and Ryan LaPlante. So if you win on Sunday night, you can email me, jim at rec.poker, and I will be sure to send you a code that gets you a month of free uh, access to Learn Pro Poker, which is a fantastic yeah. place. I don't know if this is a uh, a theme or something, but Glassjaw took me out of that last night, um, set over set. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. It seems like they have to take out me to win the Learn Pro Poker Sunday night. You I, personally, that, that was must yeah. Be, I, it must have something to do with that. I'm not sure. Can you Actually, take any <laughs> solace in the fact that they went on to win at least? Well, they, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> they put your chips I to just, use anyway. I only lost to the champion. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, actually, I was talking to the rest of the panel, Rob, and we've just decided that we can't let you get any better at poker. So oh, it, right. if, if, we, if, <laughs> if, if Rob got a month to learn pro poker, that might be the end of it for all of us. So we're kind of ganging up on you to keep you out of there, keep you oh, at our plan. level. We need you down here, Rob. Good. Good plan. You're, 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 I don't think you have to worry about it. Oh, uh, I don't know, man. You're raising the ceiling. You're, you're almost all the way through Michael Acevedo's modern poker theory, right? So you, you're yeah, unlocking all the mysteries it. of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys coming up on uh, River Play yet? You must be getting pretty close uh, to the end of that. Baby. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, by the time you hear this, we'll have our first uh, River Play session. I don't know if we're going to be able to get through all of it. Mm-hmm. Depends on how deep the conversation goes, but we could very well get through uh, River Play, and we're doing that on the second. So it would be uh, this, it would already be gone by the time you hear this. But if we get through that, then uh, that's it. Nice, we've made it. Pretty amazing. So maybe we'll do like one general uh, discussion conversation at the end of that, and then bring in Michael Acevedo himself to do a Q and A. Yeah, wow. yeah, that'd be great. So All I think right. we can we can probably figure that the first uh, Wednesday of March might be a good time to have yeah. uh, Michael Acevedo in either way. Okay, perfect. 
Well, I'll reach out to Michael and um, I'm sure he'll be more than happy to book that off. He was pretty excited at the prospect of us combing through that uh, that book and, and sharing its secrets with all our members. So I can't wait to uh, ask him face to face to unlock some of those uh, some of those secrets, because that, that was a great read. And do you, have you started thinking about what the next book is going to be, Rob? Not at all. <laughs> I saw there's a forum post. Uh, some folks are putting some recommendations out there. Yep. Yeah, we've got, we still got the 16 books that we used last time. And maybe right. we can look to see if there's new ones to add, like maybe uh, Dara's new book on mm. Endgame. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be one that makes the list. Um, and it, there hasn't been a lot of new books, I don't think, in the last year since we started right. um, Modern Poker Theory. But um, so we still got a, a nice big list of, of books to choose from. So we're going to reach out to the members and, and get some suggestions and find out uh, what would be the best way to choose a book. Nice. Well, I'm, ex- I'm excited for that. And uh, Rob, if people want to get in touch with you with some ideas or suggestions, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, you can go to Rob at Rec Poker. As my email. That's a good one. Um, and that's easiest way to do it. Uh, obviously, Rabman50 on Twitter. Um, so those are the two, probably the two best ways to get a hold of me. There you go. Rob at rec.poker. Don't uh, be afraid to reach out to Rob and share your thoughts about the book study and uh, future titles and what we can do to uh, unlock some of that poker knowledge. Um, what else, gang? Uh, what else is going on in the next little while? I know Chris Jones isn't here today. Uh, but he's working on some ways that we're approaching how to organize our training content and uh, make it a little more accessible to some members, uh, maybe reorganize how some of the stuff is presented on the website. Um, so I'm excited for that. Oh, I know we've got this trip to Council Bluffs coming up in a couple of weeks. We're doing a road trip to go check out the Run Good event. That's going to be from February 15th through 21st. So uh, you can go to rec.poker slash road trips and find out all sorts of details about that. Um, our very own Andrew Feist and Tim Fritz are going to be down there um, playing in many of the events. Uh, they're going to have time to get together with rec poker members for breakfast or to have a little hangout after everyone busts. Um, so do reach out anytime if you want to get involved in that. And um, what else? We've had a lot of success with our study groups with Gareth James. I'm really excited to see how we can further develop that relationship. We talked about flops. We talked about turns. We're moving on to rivers in March. And uh, Gareth has been extremely generous with his time. If you go to rec.poker slash resources or just go to the shop, um, you can find some ways there to work with Gareth directly. And I'd encourage everyone to do that. He's a great coach and teacher. Um, and he's become a very good friend here at Rec Poker, along with so many of these other wonderful folks like Dario Carney, Ryan LaPlante, Matt Berkey. Uh, I mean, I, you really got to get involved in our premium membership, folks, because every month we take you behind the curtain of all these other premium training sites. You can watch uh, paywalled videos of their strategy material just because they know how important recreational poker players are to the game and they want us all to get better together. Um, so check it out, go to rec.poker, sign up for premium membership. If you use the code rec poker, instead of $15 a month, which is already a pretty freaking good deal. If I do say so myself, you'll get 10 bucks off. So it's only $5 for your first month of premium membership. And I do encourage you to go check that out. Um, but if you'd like to say thanks or to help us out in a way that doesn't cost you a dime, you can go to rec.poker slash support, and you can find some ways there, rate and review us, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, tell people that you like rec poker and that they should check it out. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of ways and we really do appreciate all of it. So 
Any other thoughts from the crew here before we roll on out into another week of loving our life of recreational poker players? I don't see a lot of jumping in, so I'm going to jump in. I'm going to say thank you to Website Amp and to Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino, to Robbie Straczynski, of course, Rob, Mark, Steve Fredland, and everyone that makes it happen here. See you again next week, guys. Thank you.